Enjoy the show. We're doing it live. But do you eat one potato chip? No. Yes. Yes. You can never have one just If one it's day. not a good one. Is there. Here she is, a <laughs> single woman to his own. Trying to be a com- trying to fill in her dad's shoes as commissioner, and then just Dick just throws his weight in there and makes everything get crazy in her life. But isn't that the plot synopsis of Pretty Woman? That's worth the six ninety nine. That's one ninety nine an hour. And and then she said, "Honey, this one's eating my popcorn." <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but of course, this in West is Philadelphia. Uh, Born and raised, this is the Triforce Podcast. Of course, I am your host, one Matthew B. Grill, the Matt Man. And to my left is our big brother producer, Stephen Bucarell. To my right, because he's the all-omnipotent presence, he can be anywhere. Um, As I justify myself to the people in the projanger box, to see I was completely wrong. Um, To my right is Christopher Bristow, the old man. And, of course, with her cat ears, Katerina Thermoscara, Wonder Cat. You have to say something, Cat, so the camera switches. Something. There we go. So, of course, we want you to hop on over here to pjandwh.com, where you're going to find all of the latest and greatest and funniest moments at the top of the page here. And then... You scroll on down and you'll find the last week's Lug Nuts podcast, Autonomous Drift Mode Engaged, as well as last week's Triforce podcast, The Mukarina of Time, where we had our special guest, Matthew Kennedy of The Bop, the Black Opinionated podcast. And of course, our podcast, we want you to hop on over here to contact us and let us know what crazy luggy nutty thing that has happened to you find us on all social media page uh handles facebook instagram youtube and twitter but of course we don't gather here for that we start off this podcast digging in the muck and the grime of the internet i've brought up the gold that is the nerdy news and geek culture and of course tonight cox is all wrapped up snyder veros <laughs> again it's always about cox I figured we'll start off there first. <laughs> Take two patents and call me in the morning and handheld gaming PC and more on the Triforce podcast. We're going to hop on over to our first story, which is Ubisoft and Viz Media. Uh, well, they're partner- partnering together for an anime or a manga, rather. And it's all Assassin's Creed from here, baby. Hitting stores on February 16th, Blade of Xiao Zhang. <clears throat> Xiao Jun spins out of the Assassin's Creed Chronicles China. Extending the game's story, creator Mijo Kutura takes readers back to the Great Ming Empire, where Emperor Zhang Ying created a period of turmoil thanks to political purge. Wonder where that came from in uh, local limb. Uh, local news, but uh, yeah, the Brotherhood only has one assassin. Still, Xiao Jun is going to check out the interior pages below here, and they have this nice style with manga that I think really lends itself to Assassin's Creed. Once again, read from right to left, um, and it'll all make sense. But it's a nice story to where the story reveals details of Xiao Zhang's present-day descendant, Lisa Yang, 
a research subject tested to uh, tasked to test this machine called the Animus, and reads the, uh, the official synopsis reads for the manga. Uh, the Animus allows Lisa to rev- uh, relive Xiao Zheng's memories through powerful stimulations, thinking this is behavioral therapy. Lisa is unaware that K- Dr. K- uh, Kagami is using her and Xiao Zheng's memories to discover the location of the mysterious box treasure. The fate okay. of the mysterious box is now in the hands of both past and the present. So everybody wants to know... What's in the box? <laughs> this isn't the only recent uh, video game book that Vizzy has done to where if you scroll down here and click on the super, uh, the link that says right there, down there at that bottom paragraph above Super Mario, there's a Super Mario manga that stories uh, it are in English and it, it it's really bizarre. It's... Two, it's 160 pages, but it's Super Mario Manga Mania, and uh, yeah, man, really, they they mangaed Super Mario here, and I gotta say it's fantastic. It's probably better than the 1990s movie. Well, it's not hard to go up from there, you know. I mean, here you have Mario, you got Peach, you have Luigi in here as well as Yoshi. And 160 pages, and they're kind of skipping around like the ghosts. You see a bunch of your uh, favorite, uh, the skeleton Koopas. You see a bunch of your favorite enemies and stuff, you know? And then here, very yeah, but, uh, Merry mean, Christmas, Yoshi. So much. This, this page right here, it humanizes Mario in a way that nobody else has. Everybody just saw Mario as punching Yoshi at the back of the head. He's eating a bunch of weird shit. He's just abandoning him as he jumps off a cliff just so he can make it to safety. But this shows that occasionally Mario actually (laughs) appreciated Yoshi. Look at all that food. Tell me Yoshi didn't appreciate that food. Yeah. And then he realized that he was too heavy. So he had to jump off of him to make, to clear the jump. (laughs) (laughs) Look, appreciation comes in many different ways, but upon release in death, Upon release, the Blade of Shao Jun, the Assassin's Creed manga, remember that one, um, That really, it'll cost you 15 bucks at launch, but if you pre-order it now on Amazon, it'll only cost $13.49. This one, Super Mario, runs about, I think it was saying like 9 bucks right now for that 160-page copy. So if you're interested to see what manga version of Mario or Assassin's Creed would look, I think this is a nice, it's a different option. One option that is not going to be tolerated is the next story, which, of course, comes from Mother Russia, yes. Russia starts banning Death Note and other anime. This is honestly just an excuse for me to use my Russian accent. But this Wednesday, St. Petersburg Court has banned the Death Note, Tokyo Ghoul, and Inuyashiki anime after concerns that teenagers would mimic on-screen violence during the trial. The prosecution screened episodes underscore its argument, and according to Moscow Times, the district court stated every episode contained cruelty, murder, and violence. Yeah. 
If you pick the, the top three most crazy, murderous <laughs> anime ever, yeah, it's going to look bad. They might mimic it. They might write uh, names down in a notebook. And first off, oh, Death, no. Death Note, people have done that. Like, people I want to kill. First off, kid, never no. write that down. <laughs> Ever. Ever. That's your Matman tip for the week. Never have a Death Note. You keep that shit mentally. That way you can erase without public persecution. As he puts that Matman general blanket over <laughs> everything. <laughs> it's versatile. It goes Are they everywhere. banning Billy Madison too? Because there was a death list there. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't actually see him kill people. He just disabled them. Every oh, episode contains so cruelty, <laughs> violence, and murder. Shemi is the yeah, man. that's why people watch the cruelty, the yes. violence, and the murder. Because Death Note is just... You're, it's you're, called you're Death like Note. What do you far. think you're going to get? It's good because of the story, which is well, what... Well, that's the same thing about them. Um, I say them, but anyone that thinks that video games leads to violence. Yeah. And the whatnot. That... You're speaking to my heart. Keep talking. <laughs> Look, we have a very scientific-based culture right now. So it started very, like, really? today, yesterday, today. Yesterday. It, oh, it started okay. very recent. But we're a science. <laughs> we're allowed to be a science Justin culture? the other was, day. We're al- it started, like, the other day or something. But we're allowed to like be a science-based culture. Yes. Yeah, we're allowed Yesterday. to be a we're so allowed to be a science based culture. So now we can talk about this, and Russia is not allowing you to watch it. Mid December, five lawsuits were filed against forty nine Russian site distributing anime. State prosecutors also called for the court to ban other shows, including Elfin Lied and Naruto. Naruto, what? Are you? It's the fu- run. They're just annoyed by the run. That's all. They're anno- I mean, I'm annoyed by the filler episodes. You can ban those. <laughs> can you just ban the fillers? They're not really important if that's to the story. Be the case, then I'm sure they would have banned uh, you know One Piece. <laughs> oh my God. Are you sure they haven't already? That is like nothing but filler, like processed food. Um, but according to the website Medusa, Oleg Erika, uh, it's a very Russian name. <laughs> yes. An excerpt, excerpt from St. Petersburg Academy of the postgraduate. Uh, Jesus Christ. I just love the condescending huff, and you're like, man, that's such a Russian <laughs> I was really wishing I paid attention more in school. Um, but he said Death Note was potentially dangerous for modern children. I I disagree. No. Uh, just as I disagree with it in. In reference to games as well, I think if you have the proclivity towards violence, that anything will incite you. But the vast majority of people watch um, violent TV shows and play violent video games and still sit at home drinking their twisted tea and not punching people. (laughs) <laughs> yes i mean well that's you know everybody i'm granted everybody was mad you know at the final season of game of thrones but no one committed like mass genocide over it oh yeah yeah you're telling I me nobody rode their dragons dragon and burnt down towns i mean <laughs> I, I thought everybody did that maybe that was just me it might not have been a dragon. It might have been drunk. I don't know. I saw pictures. <laughs> I saw pictures. Link. I might have been on the back of Link riding around my backyard. But no, that, that, they that's just neither here nor there. Warriored. That's all. But I just find this so ridiculous that you find anime threatening to your children. 
First off, I'm going to quote Amy. I find it very threatening to my children, and I don't even have children. Well, your pretend children should be frightened. The, no, I'm no. going to quote Amy, no, no nickname needed. She hasn't been on the podcast a lot or in a while. <laughs> or ever. Or She's for been a on year. a couple times, about a year now. <laughs> but she did say that when you're looking at stuff like this, the real problem is in the home. Right. It's yeah. not the content. Focusing on the wrong thing. I don't know why he's uh, just killing, you know, uh, little baby birds and stuff. He's probably the death note. I don't know. Well, maybe it's the fact that you abandon your son and you treat him like a piece of shit. I don't know. Maybe. And you get drunk and beat him every night. <laughs> maybe that's why he's killing animals. Maybe. Mr. Bundy. I don't I know. I also think that some people are just hardwired yeah. in a certain way. It could it could yeah, be a I mean, number as, of different as, things as in Russia. the genes apart even more, you're going to get some... some they don't have virus. a lot of vitamin D. It's very cold. <laughs> the sun... They, are hardy people. What happened was the sun they abandoned with the Flintstones country. vitamins commercials, and then everything, <laughs> nobody was buying them anymore, and it's you been... You know what? I would allow that argument, but here's my one caveat. <laughs> my that. will... Ooh, your caveat. <laughs> your caveat? <laughs> here's the one caveat to that. Check out the they YouTube version of this Christmas to find out what that is. Before BC. Yeah. 10 million strong. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll have to see what happens in this crazy mother Russia. But one thing... They don't have freedom over there. So. One thing that is crazy <laughs> is this next story because Marvel announces behind the mask documentary for Disney Plus. Marvel has announced that the new documentary titled Behind the Mask will launch on Disney Plus February 12th, 2021. There are a few details known certain about this documentary, but this uh, is expected to feature a wide variety of guests. It's believed uh, the documentary will look at the rise of popularity of comic book characters like Black Panther, Miles Morales, Ms. Marvel, Luke Cage, the X-Men, and Captain Marvel. Synopsis. I can, it. I, I can really get behind this, especially if Damn they're going in a deep dive it. look at comics and the characters there, because just going through comicsology and picking up different stuff that pop up on Unlimited and reading through that, I gain a whole new appreciation for these characters, especially the ones that we haven't seen in live-action form yet. I also want to give Disney some props for their documentary. They're kind of behind-the-scenes stuff because the Star, yeah. the Mandalorian one that they yeah. did... Uh, every give episode. me another fucking Marvel. episode! <laughs> Who just releases one? Do you eat one potato chip, you Nazi fuck? Give me another one. Sorry, that was a bit harsh. I want an episode two of the gallery. Jesus. That was a bit harsh. But do you eat one potato chip? Yes. Yes. You can never have one just one If it's not a good one, then yes. You know who else eats one potato chip? Ted Bundy. He eats one. Yeah. Do you want to be like Ted Bundy? That was a nice segue. Hang on. I'm rusty. That was a good segue. There you go. So the synopsis for this is just going in that uh, from the very inception of comic books, secret identities have been the integral part of both superheroes and villains leading normal lives. Because Lord knows a villain needs to kick back and relax. You know, even Norman Osborn enjoyed sitting back, watching the fireplace, drinking a scotch. Okay. 
But it's the characters. He, he was never without company, though. <clears throat> Giggity. <laughs> but it's the characters beneath that resonate with us across generations of fans. Since the advent of Marvel Age of Comics in the early 60s, Marvel's writers, artists have never used the notion of identities to examine the evolving concept of equal rights. These legendary Marvel creations and stories have not only reflected the world outside our window, they've, they have uh, become a reflection of our own identities. And who we truly are. It'll debut February 12th, 2021. I'm really behind this one, man. Especially when you're getting more into the comic lore. There's a bunch of stuff out there on Amazon, uh, including the great documentary with uh, Chris Claymont that we mentioned before. Um, Big Brother watched it with me. It's really telling because he brought this comic that nobody really cared about, the X-Men. And he brought us Days of Future Past and some of the best iconic comic lines that we have seen. And we're still going to be seeing that on the silver screen now. But there's a lot of stuff that we can still highlight and find impactful with this documentary series going behind there. One thing that may be impactful is this next story, which is, of course, Spider-Man character Dusk reportedly getting a movie over at Sony. According to the Illuminati, Sony is developing a live-action film based on the character Dusk. No further details were given on the rumored project, but Sony's history of wanting uh, to expand the Spider-Man franchise is uh, seeming to be a likely possibility that this is true. The comics uh, Dusk is a code name that passed on between various characters. The first one was the leader of the band of heroes in the Negative Zone which was revealed to be a, a costume worn by many different people to make Dusk more uh, than a single person, but a symbol. Spider-Man took, on, took the costume back with him and even donned it himself for the brief time in the comics. Second incarnation of Dusk is a woman named Cassie St. Commons who inherits the costume after Spider-Man. She finds herself resurrected and is neither truly dead nor alive, but something in between. Although with her healing and her abilities, including teleportation, manipulating shadows, and possessing clairvoyance, making her an effective hero. I gotta tell ya, um, that's a pretty badass hero. She can only possess people who are clairvoyant? That's very specific. (laughs) Possessing clairvoyance. She doesn't doesn't actually own clairvoyance. She just kind of possesses it. She's borrowing it. I'm be sure to tell her uh, okay. to return that facial cream. <laughs> but she still has t- the ability to teleport, manipulate shadows. If you're a fan of, once again, bring it back, Naruto, there is a very n- person who has affinity for shadow cl- uh, shadow jitsu, and he is uh, my spirit animal. That guy is awesome. He's lazy. Forget his name right now. Shikimaru. You can pronounce that right. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard somebody say it. it. (laughs) I've watched the English dub. I knew it. (laughs) But it makes sense for Sony wanting to expand their gallery of, you know, uh, different properties that they still own. And that, you know, whatever uh, Marvel didn't take back. I also think this could 
kind of go either way. This is like their insurance bet. Like, we still have these characters in case we don't like this deal with Marvel. So that way we can jump off and do our own thing and capture fans. I just kind of see this as like their lifeboat. Like, yeah, we'll do Dusk. Maybe, uh, we got property for Silk. Yeah, we'll do Silk. We'll, we'll do uh, Spider-Woman. Spider yeah, yeah, yeah. Morpheus. Yeah, we'll do all this stuff. And I just kind of see that as like their life insurance policy. They're just making sure that they keep all these properties, keep putting stuff out for them. Just make sure they hold on to the stuff that they have. So we'll have to see. But while we're talking about Spider-Man, we might as well talk about one of the biggest taglines that was in the beginning of this podcast because Charlie Cox was reportedly all wrapped up giggity in shooting <laughs> on Spider-Man 3. So according to comicbook.com, Cox completed filming scenes as Matthew Murdock, Daredevil, for the yet-to-be-titled Spider-Man sequel. However, given the film's multiverse leanings, it's unclear if it's the same version of the character fans were introduced in the Netflix series. Which version would you rather have? Because... Ooh. Pick me, the Ben Affleck one. No, no, not that one. No? <clears throat> because he, we can't, they just said it was Charlie Cox. It can't oh, be Ben Affleck. Know. You didn't like that? You said, it, which one would you like? All right, that's very true. Clean it but up a bit. I think you could still do. The definition of the, an open-ended question there, sir. But I, oh, okay. I still think you can do the Netflix version because they kind of mentioned them before. And they were like, oh, yeah, the Avengers, Thor, this event, that event. And I thought it was they established stopped. they were in the same universe before they even did the shows. They kind of leaned away from it. Yeah, oh, at, at the back half of the episode, like of the seasons, yeah, they, they didn't really mention it because they were like, yeah, that, that, you know, that happened, but you know, we're doing our own thing. Now, did that also correlate to the, the, the fans, you know, attention to the show? Because I felt like I paid attention to those shows more when it was like, oh, there's a possibility this could cross over. Yeah, that kind of fell apart when, when like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. did that halfway through, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I kind of, I think all fans felt betrayed at that moment to where you were like, damn, you were, you were supposed to be, you were supposed to be one of us. You were supposed to be better than them. You were my brother. You were <laughs> the chosen one. You know, and then. They just fucked it up because they they went went out Babe Ruth calling for the fences defenders. You were at supposed the to join the universe, not separate from it. Yes. Well, the good thing is the shows are ambiguous enough that they could pop in and not really. Well, they, they 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 Shield put it full circle, so now it gives an interesting segue for like the 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 Netflix Marvel verse. Yeah, but given everything going on, it. do we really want to acknowledge Joss Whedon? No. But well, that was Agents of Shield. <laughs> yeah, but Agent Coulson was still a badass, so I'll yes, he it. was. But yeah. I liked Agents of Shield as a separate universe. I like how it is possible that they tied themselves into this universe and bringing it in full circle and getting everybody involved and having Quake and Shield and every and Sword and everybody involved, just like in the comics. But I think that it's very likely that they may leave this open-ended, but I would be open to the possibility of e either. It's just Daredevil. It's the same guy, but in a different universe. He's just, yeah, oh, no, I'm Daredevil. I was doing all this shit on the side. And then we see in a Daredevil movie all the shit he was doing in between. 
or yeah. an important storyline. Daredevil, you know? I know him. He's a half-assed lawyer. <laughs> he will get you sent right to prison. He goes to prison a lot in the comics, too. He goes to prison a lot in the comics. Yeah. That's why he has Froggy, right? Yeah. So, well, even in uh, later on in the comics, Foggy dies and then not dies, and that's where they kind of pulled that. Anyway, there's it's it's all timey wine. But we'll have to see where this one goes in the future. I do like uh, this story with Charlie Cox being in this movie. Um, earlier this month, Marvel Studios president and chief executive chief creative officer Kevin Feige was asked about the future of Daredevil in a couple podcasts ago and he just kind of shook his head like yes that would be nice I'm not saying anything and now we have people seeing Charlie Cox on set filming I kind of feel like this is like that whole thing that Marvel's doing they're going to build a bomb in your living room and you're going to ask them like hey uh are you building a bomb like what? No, I'm not building a bomb. <laughs> and then when it's done, they're just like, "Oh yeah, by the way, you have ten seconds to leave the house. I build a bomb. Boom, and then you're done." <laughs> that's it's kind of their history here. So yes, that's where I I don't want to just lean into these rumors, but I kind of feel we're getting Charlie Cox in Spider Man Three after all this hubbub. I think you are right, but I do wish that they didn't overreport everything to death. Leave it to be an honest surprise. That's yeah. why Luke Skywalker popping up in Mandalorian season two was such a surprise because in this culture, they still kept it a secret. Well, even like first episode of the first season of Mandalorian and he's going after a 50 year old target and then you open it and it's the child. Nobody had any idea. Right. And I, and I think that that elevates what you're watching when you don't know what you're getting into. And I sometimes I feel like we just get so many theories and offshoots and, and people digging into the meaning of things without it coming from the source itself kind of convolutes everything Yeah, and um, doesn't make it as enjoyable. So people are way more hypercritical of what they get because they've already expounded on a thousand theories before they even got to see it. Yes, it, it, it is definitely a lost art in keeping things secret to the point where not even major news media will find out. Yeah, that's true. But that's right along the veins of Star Wars is that they've always had that kind of secrecy because it's almost I mean, as fucked up as it sounds, it's almost like its own religion. People really admire and hold Star Wars into a special light. I think it is a religion. It is. I would say it is. It is, yeah. There was that, Mm -hmm. yeah, there's been a bunch of stories on that. But religious cults aside, the film arrives in theaters December 17th, 2021, if it doesn't get uh, held back. There's rumors that Black Widow's going to get delayed again. So we'll have to see. I mean, Jesus Christ, don't delay that movie again. Just put it the fuck (laughs) out. Just give in. Just stream it, man. Just Fucking stream it. No, I no, think no, we gotta wait uh, we the re- way that the paywall went with Mulan, they might be hesitant to try to do that again. I mean, but still, man, you know, when you're going to have Ms. Marvel coming out and, oh, yeah, by the way, Black Widow, we made this movie two years, three, two, three years ago. Enjoy. Put it the fuck out. You're just, yeah. it's it's collecting dust at this point. You know, I mean, I just see that it's such a bad move to just delay this already. We've had, they've had success with Wonder Woman. 
if you put it out simultaneously, it can still work. And that's what I HBO went to go Max see it at the proven. theater and I had HBO Max too. So exactly. People who Fans want to see will it will pay it. to see it. Exactly. Especially they'll go to see, they'll go to the theater that's open and the theaters they're Yep. You're good. You're sick. Nope. COVID good. All right. Go in They're They're finding a way around it so that you can still enjoy the theater experience. Even if it's at, you know, a fraction of the capacity. So I still think there's a viable option for stuff to move forward and you don't have to delay it. Honestly, I loved the theater experience for Wonder Woman. I went in, they scanned my ticket. The concessions were close. So you didn't have to worry about that. You get in your seat. They theater was at 40% capacity and uh, if it's reserved seating. So when you bought your seat, automatically the seats on either side of you were X'd out. So nobody could buy them, but I ended up having the whole road to myself. But I oh, would love awesome. that every time. Oh Yeah. If I'm honest, it'd be really Although, hard I have to, to say, it. I only had like, I think there was like 30 people in the theater all together. And I was like, if one of these 30 people get loud in this theater, yeah. I'm going to be very upset. Yeah. Cause it's so just secluded, <laughs> but does that take away from the experience at a certain point as well? I guess it just depends on the kind of experience you're looking for. Like would I have liked that for it. Avengers probably not having the pack theater and everybody reacting at the same time definitely helped elevate that experience. That was a moment watching oh, Endgame, <laughs> watching Endgame, And then everybody in that theater, that packed theater yeah. reacting the same way you were losing their goddamn everybody mind. losing their minds really? to crying, to cheering, to yeah. all that. It's, it's hard to believe, but we will get back there, but it's going to, this is the way we do it. First, people that don't feel safe, you still want them to watch it. You, if they don't have this streaming platform, you're going to get them on there if, because they don't feel safe going to the theater. Now you're gaining a new customer. That's the philosophy that HBO Max is doing because they don't have that Netflix numbers. Yeah. So. I, I like the um, simultaneous releases. Let the people who want to go to the theater see it and the people that want to stay home and watch it, watch it. And, you know, whatever the pricing ends up being, you will make your money eventually. It's just just like with everything, things evolve, and you kind of have to, to work around that. It was probably the cleanest theater, theater you've ever been in. in your life. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I would not go that far because uh, it was so really it was on AMC, the floor as uh, I walked to the theater room from, the, from snow. Um, but once I got into the theater and I cozied up in my reclining seat and put my coat up over my shoulders, I enjoyed the hell out of it. Well, you'll be able to cozy up on the couch to this next Ooh. story because Marvel. That was a good segue. <laughs> thank you. That was a good segue. Marvel, Moon Knight, cast Ethan Hawke as the main villain. So it was recently announced that Oscar Isaac was in negotiations to play the lead role of Mark Spector in Moon Knight. And in addition, Isaac has since allowed... Marvel has continued the casting process to find actors who will appear alongside him, like May Calamoy, uh from Raimi, uh, joining the cast earlier as the lead female. She's the only she was the only co-star until Ethan Hawke is going to be appearing. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter uh, put this news out there. Uh, the report does not confirm which character Hawke will be set to play as. So once again. They're not letting you know who the big baddie is. Now, I kind of see that as a good thing. You don't know everything this far out. Wait until the trailer. Maybe even 
don't even tell me that much in the trailer. Give me like a silhouette or something, you know, really pull the imagination for this one. Does he have a main villain and does Ethan Hawke fit the profile? Well, people are thinking Bushman because he was the one, he was a mercenary who turns on Mark Spector, which if you're going for an origin in a first season for a Disney Plus series, that does make sense that they would go with that. Just like along the same vein as Punisher did. Right. You know, and just tapping that because Moon Knight was, everybody said, oh, that's Marvel's Batman. But he's a lot more than that. And them getting this one right, especially with Ethan Hawke and Oscar Isaac, I think this movie shaped, or this series rather, is shaping up to be a nice six hours. You know, this is going to be a nice thing that we're, you know, even if this is after all the multiverse stuff, so we can get into Blade and vampires right. and a lot of the dark uh, dark Marvel verse that we haven't seen yet this time. Give me Constantine. Give me like the dark, you know, or no, I'm sorry. That's DC. That's but, DC. <laughs> but no, <laughs> me, but my point is give me a lot of, oh, they had Frankenstein and shit too in Marvel. Right. They hey, you're allowed to cross yes. them over every now and then. Frankenstein and all that. So give me like a lot of, the stuff that we haven't seen in that side because you can get dark because you have Deadpool coming out as rated R. So you're I'm just going to ask if you're giving me six hours of content per season that they consist of more than 17 minutes of content at a time. Thank you. <laughs> without, without 18 minutes of uh, credits. Just, just going to put that out there. Thank you. Thank well, you, we'll have to see how the actual episode length giggity evolves as these series go because Falcon Winter Soldier we're getting solid like 45 minute episodes so you got at least 20 minutes of credits (laughs) (laughs) we got to figure out what the ratio of that is (laughs) yeah the credit to content ratio is a bit off um stop seeding easter eggs and put more content in the episode maybe but this next story is going to be a season full of action-packed content because they're known for it dc's titans season three cast their barbara gordon and if you scroll down we'll find our our star who is going to be barbara gordon variety reports that savannah welch will portray titans barbara gordon According to the official story, Barbara will be. The I thought Gotham. that delivery would have had a little bit more oomph. Yeah, I know. I had to burp, so I had to pull back. Giggle. <laughs> um, according to the official story, Barbara will be the Gotham City Police Commissioner, having left her days of uh, Batgirl heroing behind her after she was paralyzed by the Joker. She has a combative relationship with Bruce Wayne, and her life gets a lot more complicated when Dick gets involved. Dick Grayson, that is. Ain't that the truth. Dick always (laughs) makes shit more complicated, don't we? I mean, doesn't he? (laughs) You know? He's always there. Here she is, a single woman of his own. Trying to be a Trying to fill in her dad's shoes as commissioner, and then just Dick just throws his weight in there and makes everything get crazy in her life. But she's like, she's like, isn't that the plot synopsis of Pretty Woman? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Dick Grayson, 
or Richard Grayson, as he's known in the comics now, returns to Richard. <laughs> to rekindle his romance with Barbara because paraplegic, why not? Um, additionally, to, uh, the two will start a new crime-fighting partnership. Welch previously report, uh, appeared on the History Channel Series 6 in the films like Boyhood with Ethan Hawke and The Tree of Life. Playing Barbara Gordon on Titans looks like her to be her biggest role yet. Additionally, as an amputee, Welsh is a spokesperson for the disabled community, which only makes her casting as wheelchair-bound Barbara even more monumentous. It'll be interesting to see how Titans incorporates her into Season 3, especially once, since we're going to be seeing Red Hood. So we have an amputee wheel-bound Barbara Gordon. I love that. Um, I think it's great that they're using. That takes that argument out of the fold, doesn't it? Why can't you? We did. Uh, Oh, my thing is just like Barbara Gordon and or as Oracle um, is such a huge character, hugely important character that that people have very, very strong feelings for. Especially and I'd be saying this if any anyone that cat cast in that role, I wish them the best of luck yeah. and I hope that they, they're ready to bring it because people are going to be expecting a lot from Barbara Gordon. Especially with Titans. Because yeah. Titans has cemented itself in you know the comics. This is our story though. It's one yeah. of the few characters that can only be told by adequate and proper storytelling. And you yeah. have to have a person in the role to deliver it as such. Well, you saw um, the uh, Jason Todd in the wheelchair, and I think it was beginning of like season two or end of yeah. uh, season one or what, whatever it was. But yeah. now you see Barbara, who she has been, she got shot as Barbara Gordon by the Joker just because her dad was the commissioner, and now she is the commissioner in a wheelchair. So that's taking away from like walking Barbara Gordon in the Batman Beyond, but she's still police commissioner. You know, that just shows to how badass Barbara Gordon is. Uh, I'm I'm really excited about this when, when I read and and but like I said, just Barbara Gordon is so important. Just I wish her the best of luck. I hope I hope she knocks it right out of the park because people are not going to be kind otherwise. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and I also wonder if we are going to see now a birds of prey. A good birds of prey. I was about to say, yeah. A good birds <laughs> of prey. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe in like the HBO Max form, we'll find something because they seem to be doing stuff right. I've been finding a lot of gems on HBO. Well, is Max. she going to be a permanent part of the cast, or is this just something they're trying out? We'll have for to. A while? See, well, we'll have to see how this first season. Because I can goes. kind of see this as kind of setting up. Because I can see them bringing, bringing her back. in and then kind of setting her up and then and doing a birds of prey. Well, we'll have to see if Sir Jorah Mormont comes back as Bruce Wayne in this next season. Because, you know, if he does put him in the fucking cape, you know, get stuff together on like this monumental scale. I really feel like they're doing Titans right. And it also feels like they're building to something. Yes. To where you could see you have a Batman. You can get a Superman. You can get your own Green Lantern. You can get your own full universe and just add the characters because, well, we're from the comics. And the other thing that I have to say that I appreciate about this is that they're taking their time, yeah. which is something that DC does not do 
in yes. their cinematic universe, and I really wish they did. I say this all the time. Titans is taking their time, and this slow burn has really paid off for them. And I hope oh, that yeah. they don't lose that now yeah. that they're on HBO Max and getting a wider audience and much more acclaim and more money and everything. Just don't think now you got to speed up and throw everything like you don't Not have to everything is about instant gratification. And once, once keep we it going. Start- once we start consuming, but I want it with now. Well, it's also like Doom the Patrol. Is worth it. Doom yeah. Patrol, Swamp Thing. These are all shows that people were like, "Man, these are good. these really look awesome." But I don't see them having legs, and the fans loving them are keeping them alive and moving them over to the HBO Maxes because they need content anyway, and they're willing has, to pump out the money. Improved, though. It has but the overall quality of story has yes. improved. Yes. Now, one thing that's also improved is the trailer for the next story because <laughs> the new Superman and Lois trailer shows actual footage from the series. Hold on, now, weren't they saying that they, they had passed on didn't that? Didn't they cancel this last week? They that's canceled, what I was going to say. They, well, apparently they canceled the crossover between Superman and Batwoman. And okay. they're not going to have that crossover. I because of covid so play the trailer because oh i had the yeah i had the volume going but we see superman and lois and as uh, the supersized premiere approaches the cw is ramping up its promotional efforts for the new series unveiling a brand new trailer online for all to see the initial trailer of superman and lois didn't show us much actual footage from the show but this new one releases the packed uh, uh, is packed with action at what the series is going to come to look like superman and lois will focus on the struggles of the titular couple who have uh have to balance their lives on earth with the knowledge that clark is also needed as superman they have two sons and have dealt with losing jobs and they have uh, and there is an unknown threat knocking at the door and in this we see in the beginning of the trailer, they're also saying how, like, the sons don't know that Clark is actually Superman. So at the end, that's why he's, like, picking up the, you know, tractor and he's, or the car. And he's like, hey, man, I can fly and I can hold lift on, this. He's being attacked by Master Chief? Where is it? Here. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's Master Chief got against them? Ready? Give me a weapon. <laughs> I know that for at least the first season, I'm going to have to try to disassociate her from Grimm because that's all I see her as. But she uh, she was saying in this is because, of course, she's doing the press tour, but she always appreciated how strong Lois Lane was because even in the beginning conception of Lois Lane in the 60s, she wasn't just some, you know, oh, I'll, I'll go make dinner, Superman. She was strong and opinionative. She had her own mind. She's like, no, fuck you. I'm doing the story because it's right. So she was that strong character. So you're also getting a very strong character in this. And they have been doing a lot of really great stuff with the CW series, even though I haven't really been uh, keeping up on it, really. I'm not a huge fan of Lois in general. But what I do like about the show that they're doing is that it's they're not doing that whole will they or won't they for four seasons of them working together at the newspaper and then building up to them being together. They're already together. They have teenage sons. It looks like from the preview. (laughs) They're they're flipping the script on the story and how like the organic nature. So I like seeing it from the other end that I really appreciate because you don't get to see that in every other iteration of Lois and Clark. Yeah, I was always like, I I need to get the girl because that's my (laughs) only insecurity. John Walsh says master chief can take him. 
Joe Walsh. That's not Master Chief. That's Doom Guy. It's not Joe Walsh. Uh, The Silver Bullet Band. This is is, that's John Guy. Is that a hill you're prepared to die on, Mr. Walsh? (laughs) (laughs) I gotta say, it 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 looks like a Master Chief might be able to get it done. I don't know, man. (laughs) We gotta see. Are we? Are, are an, we really though? It'd be an ultimate versus, even though. Is Superman this one of those really things kill. where they say Batman could take him? If he Batman had can take time? him because he has kryptonite and he's very smart. <laughs> Superman does not need to get within three miles of the man to kill him. Like, yeah, but he's he's a Boy Scout, so Superman... that animated episode where he actually disabled the powers of the people—that was actually pretty badass. Yeah. yeah, Superman would weaken him, and then Batman would figure out. The actual weakness, and then Batman would kill him. There you go. There you go. And then he, Master Chief would be reincarnated, and Super would, Superman would be dead. Because they are friends. And how did Superman have Okay, kids? boomers. Magic. <laughs> Actually, in the CW-verse, well, they explain it. a man it. and a woman <laughs> love each other very much. When a man and a woman really love each other, they John, write fervent letters to the stork, yeah. and then... Consult theater. John, we're, we'll and Michael exp- Bolton is singing in the background. <laughs> John, Kenny G we'll is playing it to you in his the chat, whatever bud. he plays. Yeah, John, we'll explain it we'll to you in chat. Some, we're all watching Stand By Me. We'll give you picture references on how that gets done, but... Superman in the CW, him and Lois actually go over to a planet with Red Sun where Kara's people are thriving. And, uh, and you know, they're like, oh, man, we got this super crazy Krypton city over here. And they have this red planet or red sun. So she goes over to the red planet uh, or the red sun and she has the baby over there. So that way the baby doesn't kick through her stomach. Oh, my gosh. That made me snort. That was a good one. Yeah. I think we're having the mall rats conversation over again. This is like, he would have to do it. John Wall said, I thought they had this debate in clerks. <laughs> I think they did. They did. It but mall rats. They already explained but it. He was like, but that would kill him. Superman and Lois premieres on February 23rd on the CW. So you're going to check it out. It's Superman. This guy has already proven himself in the Supergirl series. I didn't like him at first, but he really does embody, you know, the Boy Scout. <laughs> John Wall says, oh, my God. No, he's rolling his eyes. I don't think he likes where this conversation. That's a bit far away from me for the emoji. So I just saw it as like the, oh, oh my God, it's that's a- awesome. That's so crazy, <laughs> man. You're right. But one thing that we know this person's right about is this next story. But I'll tell you one person who won't like it. Broski. That's Mark, because <laughs> Zack Snyder confirms that the Justice League movie will be four hours. So what? I can dig it. Hold on. It'll what? be a four hour movie. Not a mini series. Here's it's convoluted, but we'll go through it. All right. What's on HBO Max screenshotted? It? Scroll down and you'll see the screenshot here. Uh, an exchange between Snyder and a fan occurred during a Q&A session on Snyder's Vero account uh, where the director appeared to confirm that the Justice League cut will be released as a quote-unquote one-shot when it appears on HBO Max in March, as opposite to the limited multi-part series that DC announced at the fandom last summer. So looking at this, uh, at this tweet, he says... So is this going to be is this still a series or a one shot watch of a movie? He says one shot. 
So that still could mean it's episodic or that he just did it as a full movie. Either way, when it comes out, you're going to be watching it in its entirety is what I get from this. So it's either four episodes drop at once. Yes. Or one four hour long. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I would take either because we're getting around. We're getting around two and a half hours of never seen footage comprised of four to five minutes of additional photography, original footage from the theatrical release that ended up on the cutting room floor. And also, Snyder has also uh, confirmed that he hasn't used a single frame of the Josh Whedon cut, but also that Jared uh, Jared Leto's Joker has additional photography scene with Jared Leto as a weary, a road-weary Joker who will be uh, sporting a different look compared to the 2016 Suicide Squad. So there's a lot of really great content in here as well. Go down. Uh, there's photos below. And then go to the 21st photo because this was another story. I didn't want to actually go to the whole, uh, go through the whole thing. But, you know, we get Steppenwolf, we get Flash, we get all of this crazy stuff. Uh, Ray Fisher, even though he's not going to be in Flash, they wrote him out uh, because he's not going to be, you know, doing a movie under the current, you know, regime. But... One person, the movie will also include the official in-universe reveal that Harry Lennox's Lieutenant General Calvin Swanwick is secretly the Martian Manhunter. Oh, dope. So Harold Cooper of yeah. FBI will be coming out as Martian Manhunter? Do we know how much of this four-hour content is credits, though? <laughs> it's about 90%. Two hours. <laughs> Two hours and it 17 says four we'll get our hours. on that math to see what percentage that <laughs> is. See, this is what they're going to do. They're going to have it four episodic episodes, and then about like 30% of that episode is going to be credits. <laughs> That's the Kavit. <laughs> and then five minutes is just going to be a middle finger that says, fuck you, Joss Whedon. Because Zack Snyder made it. So. And it's Ray Fisher's finger. <laughs> yes. That brings it all full circle. But we're getting Harold Cooper coming out as Martian Manhunter. And, I'm uh, here for that. The next story is going to show uh, Mortal Kombat gets an official reboot synopsis and uh, R-rated reboot. So we see Mortal Kombat here. We have a, a little trailer which shows us a little thing where Scorpion is making, you know, ice. And that's the one. We also see a little bit of Space Jam. Space Jam? Yeah. Click, that's the video. Oh, yeah. LeBron James Space Jam. That's coming out, too, because they want to they let you know. Go up. That, yeah, that's it. Really? Yeah, no, this that's it. This isn't. No, that's not an advertisement. That's the story right there because we get Clint Eastwood. <laughs> we get Tom and Jerry. We get the Suicide Squad. We get a whole bunch of stuff that they're adding on here. And they're promoting it with little clips of stuff that you haven't seen before. Matrix. Uh, we see Harley I've Quinn there. I've seen the Matrix before. But Mortal Kombat. They show a little bit where Scorpion's making some ice and stuff like that. But it's coming out April 16th, 2021 in theaters and on HBO Max. And if you go to the next story, we get a first look at some of the images from this new movie. 
So the synopsis, in Mortal Kombat, MMA fighter Cole Young, accustomed to taking a beating for money, is unaware his heritage or why Outworlders Emperor Shang Tsung has sent his best warrior Sub-Zero and otherworldly chiromancer to hunt Cole down. Fearing for his family's safety, Cole goes in search of Sonya Blade at the direction of Jax, a special forces. Go down, you'll see more pictures. Because here you see Liu Kang and uh, uh, Kung Lao, and they're at the place with Raiden. Jax, the special forces major, who, go down, you'll see Jax, (laughs) He looks like Steve Martin, or not Steve Martin. He majored um, in special forces. That one right there. Up I don't there. see anyone who looks up, like up, Steve up, Martin. Up, up, Not Steve Martin. I meant uh, uh, Steve Harvey. <laughs> there you go. That one right there. Jax. <laughs> how do you how I do said you the wrong last from name. The three amigos. You're like, <laughs> from we three, are too wild and crazy, from, guys. <laughs> from three amigos to... <laughs> yeah, he looks just like... He looks, but that look, between Steve he Martin looks and like Eugene Steve Levy. Harvey. <laughs> it looks like Steve Harvey got he robotic does look arms. Like Steve Harvey. That Steve Harvey's had enough with your bullshit family feud answers. <laughs> I said, name five characters from a movie, and you said, you know, I, I, that's what I feel. <laughs> I said, name a place you would take your mother. Brothel. <laughs> you know, he's had it with those bullshit answers. And now he's got I robot arms. Hostile, sir. <laughs> and he looks just like Steve Martin. <laughs> you know. Name a fruit st- you can peel. He Strawberry. looks like all the things. <laughs> so he goes out to see Steve Harvey. And Steve Harvey <laughs> is born with the same strange dragon marking that Cole was born with. Soon he finds himself in the temple of Lord Raiden, elder god and protector of Earthrealm, which is where the uh, uh, Liu Kang picture comes in because he gets to see, experience warriors and experience and train with warriors Liu Kang and Kung Lao and rogue mercenary Kano where there are rumblings with there. They're trying to kind of make Kano somewhat of a hero in this one, even though he's getting armbarred by Sonya Blade there. So we'll have to see how the actual plot goes, but they prepare as, uh, to stand with Earth's greatest champions against the enemies of Outworld in a high-stakes battle for the universe. But with Cole, he, put, he pushed hard enough to unlock his arcane which is the immense power within his soul in time to save not only his family, but to stop Outworld once and for all. This is where you fall down. So honestly, I think that that just from the high res images here, I think that we have another really massive hit on our hands coming, you know, in what was that? April, April 16th, something like that. So it's coming out April 16th. On HBO Max and in theaters. I wonder if they have time. I don't know if you've seen the Bernie Sanders memes that have been going around yes. today. Oh, those have been hilarious. Did you My see the one, one of him in Mortal Kombat, the game? No. Yeah, sitting in the throne? Yes. My favorite, I, 
my I favorite one. I wonder if they have enough time to maybe like digitally put him in here in the back. That would be my favorite hilarious. one. Was uh, it was Bernie Sanders sitting in the cart for Skyrim in the opening and then credits? I like the one where Keanu Reeves is sitting there looking down, and then you burn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's okay. It's one of it's okay. uh, him sitting behind a table selling prints at a convention, like in the vendor room. And I was like, yes. <laughs> that yeah. one speaks to me. You felt that in the feels. I did. Yes. All so, up in them feels. I'll tell you one, one place, one story that does catch me in the feels. Well, that's the <laughs> next one because it's our ad segment. Which is one and only for the Game and DVD Exchange over at 23 State Street in Media, PA. We want you to hop on over here and we want you to hear Mark say... Broski. As well as... Chris is secretly growing his hair back. I know it. He does. He thinks he has a conspiracy on his hands as well as him and... Kelly and I are twins. But of course, sadly, he still stands firmly by his thought Katarina of... Is banned from my store unfortunately but you'll get a lot of broskies Broski. and you'll also get a lot of deals over at the five dollar wall where everything's five dollars and you'll have all the latest and greatest like ps5s and all the games that aren't out for it as well as the retro are you making a man cave and you want to have a couple more things for your nes a couple more add-ons maybe the little power pad i don't know maybe check on over here today the 23 east uh in uh, Media PA, and you'll find. I finally, can get past Cheeto on the power pad for the track and field. There you go. Woo-hoo. It's a lifelong accomplishment, sponsored by the Game of DVD Exchange. I go have to give there. kudos to Mark because he's allowing Alyssa to do volunteer work there, uh, and as you know, Alyssa's. Oh, he's letting on... her volunteer there, but I'm still banned. I see how it is. But that is awesome of Mark. Um, I still stand that Katarina should not be banned from the store, but he Thank said, you, you're, you're, you're not banned. If you're in the County of Delaware, in the state, <laughs> once you're in the, once you're in Delco, then you are not banned. But once you yes. go outside of Delco, then you are banned. That's fair. Yes. It's a distance issue. Yes. It's, 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 it's a, a zip code issue. <laughs> it's a zip code issue. He just doesn't like your zip code. It's like high school. Yeah. To be fair, I'm not overly fond of my zip code either. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. So go on over there, hop on in, talk to Mark, tell him that Projangers and Wallhangers sent you, and he'll tell you, Broski, you get zero percent <laughs> off your next purchase. Oh ye. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> so the next story. Um, is actually maybe a big step forward for gaming. Okay. Take two interactive files a patent for more intelligent NPCs. So newly discovered patent by take two interactive hints that grand theft auto six will have smarter non-playable characters or as they're known NPCs. Rather than following program directives, NPCs that leverage advanced artificial intelligence capabilities could potentially feel more lifelike in decisions that they make in-game. The patent listed as 16-393365 was filed in October of last year by inventors David Hinden and Simon Parr. According to their LinkedIn profiles, both work for Rockstar Games, 
Heinen is Associate Director of Technology and Techno- Technical Director of AI and Gameplay, while Parr is the lead AI and Gameplay Programmer. So even though Take-Two Interactive owns the patent, it seems that the technology is destined for a Rockstar Games title. The NPCs in Grand Theft Auto have been historically dumb. But that's what makes them so memeable. <laughs> but also, I see this as a big step for Grand Theft Auto in their story, which was severely lacking in the last one. You know, and even Cyberpunk, which they started making in 2016, had more story than Grand Theft Auto V in the, like, 10 years it took them to make it. Can we acknowledge that? Deep dive into that patent and see if these are all shell corporations for Skynet. (laughs) That's how they're taking over. It's the It's how they're taking over. Once it becomes self-aware. <laughs> so computer games often provide Come 3D worlds in which the <laughs> game unfolds. Such games often include NPCs that exist in the game's 3D world and who, play, uh, who interact with the human players. The 3D environment and the other NPCs, these NPCs can be programmed in an artificial intelligence manner. Such that their interaction or their actions in the game are driven, at least in part, by real-time decisions made by the NPC algorithm regarding the current state of the game and the environment. The patent explains. So you have an active learning AI. It knows what you're doing in the world to where you're not just going to get someone saying, what are you doing in my house? And then go back to making the stew. <laughs> I love that. They're going to actively come after you and be like, get the fuck out of my house. What, what was the uh, what was the bot's name in Fallout 4? Greetings, sir. Can oh. I make you some, some, Codsworth. some breakfast? Codsworth. Codsworth. Yes. Codsworth. <laughs> As I live and breathe. So, there's, there's an intruder. <laughs> I'm going to solve it. <laughs> <laughs> So it goes on to state that... I may not be a Mr. Gutsy, but... (laughs) Nothing you're saying is making me feel better about this uh, (laughs) Would you and the missus like some orange juice? I have it freshly squeezed. (laughs) So it goes on to state that the type of interaction is driven by the collective of nodes and edges, vehicles, and links. And that conventional systems only provide limited resources for developers. As it applies to the GTA franchise, this is likely why NPCs all seem to do- uh, drive and navigate the world in the same manner, with the only visual cues distinguishing them from another. Since current available uh, multiplayer gaming systems are deficient because they cannot provide realistic movements for non-player objective objects in the virtual world without increasing comp- computational resources and or restricting the game development design in a system for managing nodes and node graphs uh, related to the non-player characters. That provides virtual navigation and management can provide desirable and provide a basis for the wide range of network applications such as creating realistic virtual world that is not limited by hardware and software limitations so essentially part of the game will be in the cloud 
That's where your NPC AI will reside. So that way it's not taxing up a lot of the actual game file to where that could free a lot of stuff up for other things you want to do with detail, especially in this next-gen console line where you're going to have all that 4K ray tracing. So I can see this as a really big thing patent-wise for people to actually want to play that next GTA 6 game. So to kind of elaborate on cloud computing, like a lot of things, both both like from a business architecture standpoint and from like gaming standpoint, it makes more sense to have, you know, have like a massive computer doing the cloud, like doing the computing for you instead of relying on just the hardware in your house. So it's less for your home machines to do both PC and console, but you still get the same amount of graphics with less effort. Yeah, and that's where I kind of see that really helping out games because especially when you look at the buggy launch of Cyberpunk, right? What would have really helped that out is all the pattern behavior and all the stuff with the AI if that was already in the cloud. Yeah, but we're still in its infancy with cloud computing. We're we're still peeling back the onion of what it can truly can do. So even from a gaming perspective, it's harder to have all this, all these algorithms built in just this you know just to do gaming um i'm not so the one that has nuances. to program sir so i don't care i'm just captain i know Kirk. you don't care i'm just captain picard make it so all right it's just make it good i said make it good and that's what i want engage i hit the engage button you better fucking make a good product that's i'm a i'm a goddamn consumer god damn it that's what i want I would hate to see your food replicator history. I want smart NPCs, and I need it now. But this is not a JG Wentworth commercial, <laughs> <laughs> isn't it? Though, well, one thing it's that might seven seven fuck off. <laughs> God, can we buy that phone number? I would it's love probably that. already bought. I can't imagine that the world that we live in that someone does not already own that number. To quote Lex Luthor, my dear, everything has a price tag. But one that we are unable to pay for. <laughs> Look, I'm still saying it as a price tag. I'm not saying we can buy it. You know, hey, we talk about Lamborghini and Ruth and Maserati all the time. So one thing that may actually be financially viable is the next story because EA patent may change the way players handle currency in online games. What are they they doing this time? Electronic Arts is now the owner of the new patent that could signal changes in the way players approach online game currency in the company's franchises. The new patent will focus on facilitating multi-game currencies across different online games. It was granted to EA on January 19th and details a system that focuses on multi-game currency, ease of use, and third-party verification of the currency. The patent details the system where players use multi-game currency through multiple online games. Spreading of that currency is authenticated by the third party. Basically, this means that the players can acquire in-game currency from one game, maybe by completing in-game challenges or a certain number of online matches, and then spend the online currency on cosmetics or items in another game. The third party, such as Facebook, Google+, 
will be used to authenticate the transactions as a medium between the player and EA. Now, especially yeah, with a, how Battlefront... man, that's all it is. Well, with how Battlefront went, it, I kind of see that as, I don't want this going back on me, but I, I do like how it's, you play the game and you can earn currency. And, hey, I'm really just a farmer in this EA game, but, you know, I could buy some you know, cosmetics and other items and stuff that I need in this other game. And that could really help me out. So I kind of see that as beneficial. It's not in theory. I like the idea. I just, I don't, I don't see how they're going to, they're going to screw it up. Get everybody. Yeah. (laughs) If it was another company, I would say it would go without, without a hitch, but it's EA. I know. I mean, I want to have hope for this because I feel that, you know, I want to think they learned their lesson. That's what I want to think. No, no, not this one the same company, company has, that... it, has it right. So it's unfortunate. Like when you do these multi multi-platform games and you have like a currency system and it's only locked to that platform. So you have to enable that currency across all platforms. And the only way to do that is to do that through a third party, which yeah. EA's track record is piss poor. But also that you would think that there's going to be some kind of upcharge there to cover the cost of, you know, because everyone's going to want to make a profit off of this. Yeah, which is why you would do a community pool share system between all three consoles and, and, and PC on top of that. So like everybody gets their own share. Yeah. Right. So your dollar's not going to go as far, I would assume. But it'll, it'll last a lot longer as the, you know, because it, it's, it's about retention because crossplay is now a thing. Right. And in order to have retention... Yeah that way you have to allow you have to you have to lose something in order to gain something so if you're going to play the long game like slow burn tv shows we're going to have to slow burn you know the the replayability of all these games by allowing cross currency cross play yeah cross currency yeah that's perfect explanation of that because with that you're retaining your fans of your brand you know people are going to keep going back to madden they're going to keep going back to the all the sports games and all the playing that you do in them. If you're heavy online, you play 100 matches and you get some currency for it. Maybe they give you a different kind of jersey. Maybe they give yeah, you I mean, a different Activision, person on the roster. Activision started out the uh, like down that path. They're not fully there yet. And the reason why how, it, how they started down that path is because if you play Call of Duty and you have it on multiple systems, PC, Xbox, PS4, your saves are are cross play compatible across all all platforms, mm-hmm. but the currency that you earn is locked into that platform. So, if you play yeah. primarily on Xbox, yeah, all your currency is going to be locked in on Xbox. You cannot use that currency that you earned on Xbox in PlayStation. The, here's the here's the the little hiccup to that. So, if, let's just say you want to play with your friends on PS4. In order to buy that skin and have it usable on PS4, you have to buy it in the Xbox and then load up your PS4. So, and if there's any any currency on the PS4, you can't go back and replay and earn it again. You're yeah. stuck at your level that you you earned. So, is it is it foolproof? No, absolutely not, but they're they're down the path of a, and at least enabling it. I got to tell you, this next story, you're going to think that they're a little bit worse than even this one because even EA 
is not as bad as Valve and five other publishers were fined for breaching antitrust rules. Valve, the company that owns Steam, a PC game distribution platform, is facing a hefty fine in the EU over their business practices, specifically how it restricts the sale of current uh, certain games to certain regions and determines price via country. European Commission announced today that it was fi- uh, fining Valve and video game publishers Bandai Namco, Capcom, Focus Home, Kunch Media, and Xenomax, which means Bethesda, a combined 7.8 million euros, which is $9.5 million. Yeah, but Microsoft does not like You have to do the right thing. Now. What thing? The, thing. the pinky. When oh, it pinky million up. dollars. Oh, I thought Thank the you. Rim, I thought you meant the rim shot, or maybe laughter, <laughs> Not or the squeaky wheel. <laughs> crickets. I think it's a squeaky wheel. Crickets. But according to the release from the commission. Is. The company has bilaterally agreed to block certain games from being played outside of specific EU territories and prevent people in the EU countries from using Steam keys bought in other EU countries. By doing so, Valve and other publishers were violating the European Union antitrust laws. So they all got fined pretty much, you know, like uh, 45000 you know, a million, uh, $2 million. You know, <laughs> they were fined a bunch of money Clever. by saying, no, you and uh, this country, you pay $100 for this game. Oh, you in London, well, we'll make you pay like 70 Oh, you ask, oh, yeah, what is it, 60 All right, yeah, yeah, 60 bucks. Yeah, you pay that. That's fucked up. If you're going to charge a price for something, it should stay the same throughout wherever you were selling your product. Yeah, but not not every pound or ruple is going to be equivalent. Equivalent to, to, to it all. I'm in not euros. saying. I'm not saying six ninety nine. You know, in euros, and it has to be six ninety nine. I'm saying equivalent value. They're Standard changing exchange rates. Yes, apply. they're changing. Well, that would the be... value of their game by going to different countries. You want to buy Marvel vs. Capcom in fucking Germany, it's going to be different than when you're buying it in France. That That's not something you should be thinking of as a goddamn game company. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm just idealistic. I just don't think that should no, be No, I agree option. with you in principle. The only thing is if, if we're doing equivalents, the, the value of the dollar changes constantly. So they'd have to yes. constantly update the, the, the cost of these games, which in the long run doesn't make sense. I do think... The price, the price, well, inflation makes the dollar go up and down, but the price of the game is usually price locked to like, you know, a fifty nine yes. ninety nine value or thirty nine ninety nine value. And well, then you have the sales and stuff like that. The where price for games has basically been the same since the 80s. Yeah. Like 60 bucks, that's about what it's always so been. whatever the rate is the day that it's released, it should be across the board. Nintendo games, Nintendo games are $40. Yeah, but even still, no, the N64 games were upwards of $60, like Mario 64 and all those. They were hot commodities when they came out. Well, the NES games were $40. Oh, he was thinking of way back in the day. 
He was stuck in a moment. But oh, well. Stuck in way yeah, back then. <laughs> All the way back then. Well, let's let's go back to now and we'll go into the future because developers in this next story, well, they made it to the big leagues. Developers of the acclaimed Skyrim mod just made it to the big leagues. Are they being sued? No, no, no. Oh. It's actually a financial. <laughs> I that's what you meant. No, it's a financial opportunity. Is that what the them. big leagues mean, uh, though? Uh, yeah. <laughs> they got sued. You know when you made it when you have a lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's what you meant. I wish I could get a lawsuit. Oh, man. Like, you love me. You really, really love me, but don't. Keep talking. I'm sure a lawsuit will come eventually. What, what, is, what, what did they Eventually. Do? He's missing the fedora. That's what it is. In 2016, a team of modders released a game they've developed uh, in their spare time. uh, And Universal Claim came with it. A mod for Elder Scrolls V Skyrim they called Enderall. With its own 30-hour-plus quest with gobs of original dialogue, professional voice acting. It's the most fun I've had in years playing Elder Scrolls. You're not going to have six different versions of... What do you need? Yeah, wrote the sister uh, uh, sister site on Polygon. It's a top-rated Skyrim Greetings, mod. citizen. All time, <laughs> all time at ModDB has nearly 500,000 downloads at Nexus Mods and its own Steam page filled with glowing reviews. Now, its developers are setting off to build a game of their own. On Sunday... The team at Sure AI released its final patch for Enderall, explaining they need uh, they no longer have any free time to keep development because they're working on quote a new commercial product project, which will hopefully be announced this year. End quote. Now, a good point is that we have gotten a lot of great games from mods, PUBG, Daisy. You've gotten so many games from people who just took a moment of their own time and wanted to create something special. And especially like Boy Spyro. Yes. And when you're looking at Elder Scrolls, these are uber nerds, right? These projangers went through, they know all the lore, and they said, you know what? Hold my beer. I can do it better. And they made a whole other mod with 30 plus hours of content. In their free time. It looks beautiful. And now they get to make their own commercial game. You know? I mean, especially it's when game. it's up your alley. It's definitely Skyrim. I have to apologize because when you said Daisy, my brain went to Jay-Z, 99 Zombies, but I ain't got one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the game's still not done. But... <laughs> Not like the mod. The original mod for Daisy was incredible. And admit it, now you have the tune running in your head. No. Um, but I do like the fact that these modders actually are getting a chance to do something commercial and make, you know, their own game and their own thing from just having fun with a game that they loved, you know? That's what I really liked about this story is that there was there is always hope. Unless you're this next story. Immortals Phoenix Rising is getting bloody with Blood of Zeus DLC. There's no hope because you're going to be killing things, you know. Your inflection on that was very uplifting. I tried. 
has a promotional tie-in with Blood of Zeus, Netflix animation, that's all about the son of Zeus fighting mythical monsters. Immortals will have a new event available from the 21st of January to the 28th, in a in which players can take on Chimera and Cerberus himself. Upon completing the quest, players will receive an eagle pendant and character customization options based on the show. The quest, named A Tribute to Family, will appear on the map once you have completed the quest, Gods and Monsters. Alongside the DLC, there will also be Blood of Zeus Weapon Pack, featuring new skins for your sword, axe, and bow, and character pack with armor, helmet, wings, and a mount. A Phoenix companion modeled after the show's Amazonian warrior, Alexia. Uh, the character pack cost 1,500 credits, around 10 euro, in the in-game store. And the weapon pack cost about 810 credits, around 5 bucks. Well, 5 euros. Uh, both will be available to purchase even after the event is over. But Blood of Zeus was an awesome anime. Yeah, getting right I, into the. I Greek did mythos. not partake, not yet. Anyway, it, it was good. It's all on my list. Well, pass the duchy to the not, left and watch that shit because that is a great anime. It was not what I thought it was going to be, no. but it, it 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 was it was good. You know, it's right along that same lo- uh, vein of animation style as Castlevania, and it just worked. I think it was made by the Castlevania guys, so that's why I th- it yeah, really works. I'll watch it when I can. Yeah, that's one I that you probably... I try to, like, you know, stuff that's, like, too oversensitive for Connor, I try not to watch, you know, in front of him. You know what's going to be oversensitive for Connor? It's going to be this, this, next, this story. next story. Yeah. yeah, because Resident Evil Village released a date and trailer. Is this where they're going to build the village? <clears throat> yeah, well, when you click on the trailer and you watch this shit, it is actually pretty creepy because today Capcom finally revealed Resident Evil Village's release date. More specifically today, Capcom revealed that the next main li- mainline installment of the Resident Evil franchise will release on PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, Xbox Series S, and PC on May 7th, 2021. To accompany this announcement, Capcom has also revealed a brand new trailer of the game, showing off the survival horror gameplay. Alongside uh, previewing its story, characters, and a demo is out now if you're one of the very few and privileged PlayStation 5 owners. So you can actually try it out, see if you like it. Releasing when it is... (laughs) Resident Evil Village looks poised to be one of the biggest games of 2021. As Capcom has noted, it's a great jumping in point for newcomers. However, it's directly connected to Resident Evil 7. Not only is it set a few years after the events of Resident Evil 7, but the same protagonist, Ethan Winters. Experience survival horror like never before in eight major installments in the storied Resident Evil franchise, Resident Evil Village. Set a few years after the horrifying events in the critically acclaimed Resident Evil 7, the all-new storyline begins with Ethan Winters and his wife Mia living a peaceful, uh, peacefully in a new location, free from their past nightmares, just as they are building their new life together, tragedy befalls them once again. So we'll I feel terrible, see. but I wanted to go bum bum bum. <laughs> this is a VR game. 
No, this is going to be regular first person, but it's going to be, oh, where is it? <laughs> yes, very sad for them. Close enough. Graphically, the trailer looks great. I think that it's has that classic Resident Evil feel to it. So especially with the, you know, uh, the reboots that, or not reboots, but the remakes that they were doing with the Resident Evil 2 and 3, I think this is right along the lines that it's really going to capture all of the great uh, stuff that you're getting with this new console generation graphically. I like how they did the village with the uh, 8. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. May 7th, 2021. But this next story, well... It's the only bit of real cyberpunk news that I added in here because I thought it was a great game. And I would love to play it on this handheld gaming PC uh, because it can play Cyberpunk 2077. One of the biggest selling points of the gaming PCs over their console counterparts is the versatility. While consoles can function as all-around media stations, gaming PCs can also be workstations or modified into something entirely different, like making a podcast. What? And that modification comes in all shapes and sizes, even down to the size of the Nintendo Switch. In this case, the Aya Neo. Uh, there is a video below of the portable gaming console capturing uh, capable of running Cyberpunk 2077. Of course, there isn't anything as hulking as an NVIDIA RTX 30 series card in the device, but it still does pack a punch relative to its size, similar to what one might find in a mid-spec gaming laptop. It has 16 gigabytes of RAM, AMD Resin 5, 4500U, and an AMD Vega 6 GPU packed inside a shell with a 7-inch screen According to Aya's website, the device clocks in at an early bird price of $699, which is, isn't absurdly considering uh, its por portability. You know, you're getting a 90-minute charge time and up to six hours of playtime through the battery life will probably depend on the games that you're playing. But when you're looking at this footage here, you see that it's playing Cyberpunk 2077 better than a con uh, last-gen console, and you can take this anywhere just like anything on you know the pc community side this is a fantastic idea and why wouldn't you want this especially well if you were looking to pick up one of these now that i just mentioned it to you good luck because they're 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 all sold out the device appears to be ramping up for a run on the indiegogo funding Earlier units have been sent out to some people, according to the website, which is where earlier footage of the system running games is coming from. There doesn't appear to be a full launch date for the device or the Indiegogo campaign quite yet, though those interested in it are able to sign up for updates on the website for Aya uh, Neo. So, I mean, especially if you're just looking at like a nice mid-range uh, mid gaming console to play your PC games on, Witcher 3, you know, um, Cyberpunk, all those kinds of different things that you can add in there. It's really impressive to that you can actually get this kind of graphic quality and portability out of a gaming PC with a six-hour runtime, too. That's worth the six ninety nine. That's one ninety nine an hour. Well, I mean, if you just... Just on specs alone, it's worth that price. And then the you know the added portability to it is is what makes it 
you know, universally Priceless. loved. I would definitely, if I had the spare cash, you know, lying around in a sock somewhere, I would definitely put it towards an Indiegogo. What, you don't keep your money in a sock? <laughs> um, I, I would definitely put it towards an Indiegogo for this because I think this is an awesome thing for the PC community, you know? goes right in the messenger bag you know you you don't have to have a laptop you could just game on this and get carpal tunnel in a new way <laughs> does it have bluetooth it didn't say but i imagine it would at least kind of have some kind yeah, of Wi-Fi. You can at least hook up a, a bluetooth mouse and keyboard to it so you can still do that type of gaming and mm. hdmi out that would be awesome too Anything else? Do you want a refrigerator? Maybe a bottle opener on it while you're no, at I'll it? No, I'll go to Microsoft for that. Maybe something that can heat up chicken nuggets. There we go. Nope, there's a KFC co- a KS console for that. But I want chicken nuggies, y'all. One thing that I want is to go on to our end segment because that was the last story. And uh, as we hop over here to PJANDWH.com, we're going to go off on the what if, kids? What if you could be a character in a fighting video game? Which one and why, kids? And I'm actually going to add on to this that what what, what would your character's ab- like ability be? You figure you have your regular attack, super attack, and ultimate attack. So we're not picking existing characters in no. games. We're creating you our are own a character. character in a game. Yeah, you, Cat Wondercat, you are a character in a video game. What game? What's your attack? What's your super attack? And what's your ultimate? What's your fatality first? What's your fatality? Yeah. Mispronunciation of words. The words pop up on the screen, and because they're spelled wrong, it's right. just killing they the make, person. They make your eyes bleed when you see them. Their when eyes bleed out of their head. Though. Mortal Kombat exactly. style. That's great. That's great. So, fighting game wise. I'm okay, going. so when you say fighting game, yes, give us an example, like, man. Like Back Mortal in... Kombat or yeah, Mortal, Mortal Kombat, Kombat. Street okay, Fighter, so Tekken, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna let Chris go first because I have to think about it. Um, you want me to make up a character or like you? Or were yourself? you not just listening? You old well, man, you yourself are a we character. We cannot choose existing characters. We no, are ourselves. You yourself. Exist. Are the character in a fighting game? Which fighting game are you the character that people can select? <laughs> the one that oh, doesn't God. get developed. <laughs> <laughs> the one that doesn't get developed. It was never made. Um, I'll start uh, uh, off the one the that says, world. please don't, don't pick me. <laughs> so Yeah, that's uh, why I tell them to go to you for <laughs> Immediately, my idea is I'm going to Jump Force or... Um, injustice and Mm -hmm. i because you know that's that whole anime with jump force and injustice that would be the superhero um obviously the mat man my basic attack would be i throw a fedora at you like uh kung lao from mortal Kombat. (laughs) that's your batarang yeah i got james bond you gotta have a good ranged attack with a fighter man Liu kang had the fireball you know you gotta have a good ranged attack and then I would, I would obviously, my super would be the one punch. <laughs> and then my ultimate would be game on. And I'd probably like, I don't know. I'd that, have that, like a, con- a mecha shuriken? controller that would just that's your, envelop that's your you. Shuriken. 
Yeah. You know? I, I kind of like that to where I'd, I'd go right in, uh, right in j- jump force with that. Cause that is, you're right. That is very anime. So I'd go right in there and I would have the game on and I'd like crush him with a giant controller and it would explode. You know what? No, I would rage the controller. That's where it would be game on. You're rage quitting and you're throwing the controller and crushing him. There you go. Boom. Done. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be here. That all was week. a good segue. That was. That was a good segue. That was that great. That was a good segue. <laughs> the only person who understands the rules could think of something. Yes. But, <laughs> like, I mean, I see that. Like, even even Big Brother, I see him as kind of like a like cloak in injustice to where he's not a, a omnipotent present producer. You know, you mm. almost think like, oh, my character glitched out. I don't see the person. And then it's almost Invisible Man style, like a big, like a cloud of smoke just kind of envelops the character, and he just disappears. You know, <laughs> portals him over to the other side. You know, some some kind of like teleportation shit okay. with that. Okay, I am going to go with Super Smash Brothers because um, I cannot th- take myself seriously enough to put it in a serious fighting game. I was honestly, I was. <laughs> I was really tied up with that one, too, because that's why I was kind of going with the two I did, because I was like, dude, Super Smash Brothers, that would be awesome for anybody. Um, And me as a character, I'm going to have to be like the mom. And, you know, my thing is like, don't make me have to tell you twice. And (laughs) you're going (laughs) to nag them. No, but then. okay, and this is where, like, the European is going to come out. I take off my sapato, so like my shoe, you okay. know, and then yeah. you know I check wind trajectory, and then it's like a like a boomerang. <laughs> she takes off her shoe. She picks up oh. a couple blades of grass off the floor, yeah, I throws them see, in yeah, the air, see the wind direction, and then whap. It's the Portugal boomerang. Right, correct. <laughs> she is. I don't think such a thing exists, but she, we will go with. So them. she's pretty much like Captain Boomerang. So we have these shoes called sockage, which have like, they're like wooden and then they, you know, like a wooden heel. Yeah. So it is a formidable weapon should you choose to use it that way. And that I think is, um, I'm kind of liking and I think that one. That I'm, would be. That's how the Dutch conquered the world. Their wooden <laughs> shoes. They just exactly. took them up that off and, and whack, whack, whack. Everyone's like, you can have it. They ah. just, they just so, laid them down. Like your landmark. ultimate could be a windmill pops up out of the ground and the windmill just keeps hitting the person over and over again. Like, why? You know what? Except instead of windmill blades, it's all sockish. So it's shoes. I would just be that annoying guy for the Legend of Zelda Song of Storms who's playing the song over and over and over again. <laughs> so fighting game wise, where are you going? Um I mean I'm you know I got the boxer mentality at heart. I just punch through everything. Mike Tyson's punch out? Yeah man. That's that's me. <laughs> okay. You, I gonna, need you know, like like I you know, I told like like I tell my kids is like every fight that I've ever, you know, had in my lifetime, I've always expected to lose. And with that mentality, I'm always throwing everything out there. So like I go, you know Ironically, he always so. wore green trunks too to every fight, which was really <laughs> weird. <laughs> <laughs> to tie it all back into Mike Tyson's punch out there. 
the code to Mike Tyson. And then all of a sudden he's in the fight and then Mike Tyson just comes out like, hey, Chris, no, I'll definitely help you out with you, man. You've typed in my special code. I'm definitely going to help you out. I like you, Chris. You're a good guy. You helped me remember all my passwords. <laughs> just remember which Mike Tyson you're going to get. He's oh, yeah. been training. Yeah. So you're, you got to watch gonna, when you use that code. You're going to get that Mike Tyson. Yeah. He may rip your head off and eat it if you call him at the right uh, at the wrong time. You Don't know? you remember when we were in Vegas and he saw those reporters and he said, "Hey, white boy, I'm going to fuck you until you love me." Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, infamous quotes from the great Mike Tyson. Ah, uh, Mike Tyson. So, Big Brother, pick a game. Which which fighting game? Uh, I I I I don't know. I always saw you as the big Tekken guy. The All big right. red beard, right. I think you that would look good in a Tekken fight. Or Street sure. Fighter, even. Ooh, Street uh, he Fighter. Would be, he would be Master Yoshi with his get-up now, because he's got, <laughs> you know. Beats you with a turtle shell on his back? All right. Pretty much. <laughs> sure, sure. There you go. And uh, bringing it all back full circle to Dragon Ball and anime. But it's not allowed in Russia, because they don't allow fun there. Neither is the first 16 minutes of John's NHL game. But one thing that is fun and is going to be funny is the funniest moment from this podcast you're going to find right here. And it is going to follow up all the great podcasts like Lug Nuts, Autonomous Drift Mode Engaged, and last week's Triforce podcast, The Mook Arena of Time. But we end off this podcast the same way with the thank yous. We want to thank you to John Walsh, Mark Gervais, Frank Percy, Teddy Schools, Laura Lovell, and, of course, Matthew Kennedy for liking, commenting, sharing, and reposting, subscribing, and all to the Triforce podcast at Perjangers and Wallhangers. We thank you all for your love and your support. And, uh, of course, we want you to come back here every Sunday for Lug Nuts, every Thursday for the Triforce podcast, and a lot of stuff from our Perjangers and Wallhangers family stuffed and crammed in there in between. Like John Walsh or Joe Walsh in the Moody Blues band. What were you <laughs> the Silver Bullet band. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> John Walsh in the Silver Bullet band. You can see all his great YouTube content popping up on our page. You can see Matthew Kennedy, our, our Iron Kelly's at Trihu as he goes through his quest for Twitch streamers. So, of course. Facebook gaming. Facebook gaming. Oh, is that where he is? I don't even know what he does. I just watch it. And it's entertaining. You don't got to know what he does. You just watch it, and he entertains your face. Speaking of Twitch, we are now uh, we've done this episode live on Twitch uh, under PJ and DWH you as can, the user handle. Yeah, so. you can find us anywhere just by typing in those little couple little letters. But yes, sir. Like I always promise, this is a long drawn out goodbye. I'm Matthew Bugerl, the Map Man, in the Pajanger Box to my right, Christopher Bristow, the Old Man. We have Katarina Thermoscara, Wondercat. Oh, and we also have big brother, Stephen Bucarell, our omnipotent presence that is the producer. We have our mascot, Hero of Time, who is off hunting a mouse in the kitchen. But it is also super crazy outside time. We love you. We miss you. We want to see you next week. As always, Wall Jangers, game on, boys and girls. Bye-bye. Oh, now we're going to end the show. Ending it. <laughs>
gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. Stopping stop it. it. Oh gosh. Oh god. Oh god. Connor, say one punch. Link said. We're doing it live. Play on the tanger. That was a good segue. It's, it's super Bye-bye. crazy cold. <laughs> <laughs> So, la, yes. la, la. Are you satisfied with your care? He he loves that movie. As he should. Yes. That was he a great podcast. The cartoon series too. And my tablet didn't run out of battery power. Forgot to charge it. So yeah, while we were doing the live stream for this, I just set it up to you know stream our live stream onto Twitch. Because we have the ability. So dope! We have the power. We have the technology. Excitement. Excellent. Cannot be contained. But um, Twitch only puts the videos up there for 30 days. so You've been green this whole time. (laughs) He was green the last time, too. Yeah, but that was like intermittent. This has just been continuous green the whole episode. Really? That has to be something with... This is the... 1080p webcam, the 920 that we used to do the podcast on. Uh, It's trippy. Updating your drivers there, buddy. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll update the drivers. Why is that always the answer to everything? Have you tried shutting off and turning it back on again? Yes, I have. That is my number one rule. I always always try. But, yeah, uh, yeah, I've got to update my drivers and we'll try it out. It's not a camera issue then. So that $20 cam- webcam w- may not be a shitty webcam. It may be something else, a gremlin in the works. So I'll be hunting that down like the constipated mathematician with a paper and pencil. I I really need to do something about all that. <laughs> the constipated mathematician? No, my hair. Oh, oh, right. I was like, There's I didn't a know you them. Uh, and a pill for that, sir. <laughs> I'm still trying to get over my oozing confidence. It's really. I have not had a like haircut in I don't know a good five years or so. I do my own. Well, and this is—it's just—it's. Me too. <laughs> I'm getting to the point where I'm going to be Crystal Gale in a minute. <laughs> That's a throwback. I don't already, think do you know who that is. You already kind of got like that share length. Yeah. She had the kind of like little. I do have the share length. It's just I don't have the share body to go with it, so it doesn't look as long. (laughs) I mean, I'm. I doubt even share has that share body now. Way too many drugs. She's got to be at least on a Keith Richards skeleton by now. Well, I mean. Well, she's got that super puffy, super puffy face. I was wondering where you were going with that. Super puppet oh. pe- uh, pe- pe- face. You'll always hear that song, though. Hey, what's the name of the episode? Uh, super puffy penis. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I have a development. You know how I had to leave last week for an interview? Mm-hmm. Yes. I am now the director of operations for Kineticon. Look at you Stepping up in the world That's awesome Kat That's great So that means you can hook us up with better jobs (laughs) (laughs) I 
<laughs> but um, for that one convention, sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, Kat. Really proud of you. Thank you. I was very, very, um, I, I, they had posted for it and I didn't go for it because I didn't think I had enough experience. Mm -hmm. And so during the podcast, um, not last week, but two weeks ago, he had messaged me. He's like, did you consider interviewing for this position? I was like, well, I don't think that I have, you know, enough experience. So I wasn't thinking about it. He was like, well, how about we, we do it next week? And I was like, all right. And so that, you know, we ran late. So I had to pop off, um, do that. And the interview went really, really well. And then he's doing he a drive-by pop-offs. Messaged me <laughs> and said, "Do you have time six uh, at six fifteen to get some feedback on your interview?" So I'm already thinking, "Oh, I didn't get it. He's just going to let me know what, you know, yeah, what, what I need to, to do work on or whatever." Time, yeah. yeah. And um, he was like, "Well, we decided to go with uh, a candidate that we thought would would work best in the position, and it's you." And I was like, "Oh, like I thought it was like you know, I was, I was, <laughs> I was preparing for the." Well, you, you know, I'm sure they're going to do good. I and... was. I, I thought he was going to say that they went with somebody with more experience or something. And I was like, going to do yeah. like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. So, Matt, that, that oh. means we, we can have someone plug PJ and WH. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I will. Absolutely, I will. Maybe it's an anime con, though. Maybe he can find... Oh, that. we are always into anime. Come on, now. We talk about anime on this podcast. I know, but I'm just quite saying. No, but Even not maybe if the old man gets off his ass, we'll have business cards and other kind of merchandise and posters that we can it. do, I'm little poster cards we can send just, out. Uh, the stuff with the house is taking precedence, so... Yeah, it's just no. he's an adult As it and he should. has adult stuff to do. So, uh, no, we're, so we're like, Linda and I are actively <laughs> looking for a house. So like if we, you know, if we make an offer, we have to list this house within seven days and everything has to be packed up and fixed. So Connor's room has a massive leak coming through in the corner of his bedroom. And I've been trying to fix it for the last three months. And everything yeah. that I've done up to this point hasn't remediated it. So what I'm doing now is I'm just saying I'm throwing caution to the wind. I'm saying, fuck it all. I just bought sealant foam, crack, I filled every hole in the rubber up, stuff. Up in his whoa, whoa! You don't need crack for that. <laughs> I bought sealant foam, <laughs> sealant foam, crack, crack I'll do this trick with meth, hand. Here, here's, heroin. Here's the We're hand. gonna here's fill it all up. <laughs> like I think you have. I think some, that's overkill. Something he's about using that's crack wrong. to fill up holes. Already, this podcast has gone <laughs> beyond the pale. But first, um, I want to give you props on yeah. the excellent use of the word remediated. Oh, I use that it. word. I, I oh, trust me. I, <laughs> Yeah. I spell check that word every time I type it in an email. There are certain words you know the meaning of. You know how to say them, but you have no fucking clue how to really spell them without spell check. Well, I was, it, no, I'm still, I'm a big, big book reader, but a lot of words are hard. I only read, like I didn't know how to pronounce. So for the longest time, I would say, like I would read it as Kavit. And then I'm watching Bones and... Um, and she says caveat, and I'm like, you dumbass. <laughs> Thank God I never said it out loud. But every time I read it, like, I knew what it meant. Like, but you know in my head, I was reading it as caveat. <laughs> you know what plays through my head every time something like that happens to me? There was a, a commercial in the 90s with this poor, poor little girl in this classroom. The classroom had that hazy look like the teacher was smoking a pack of cigarettes. Right. And the girl was called on to read out in class. And, of course, she got to the word island. And 
she goes, is, and then it kind of like does a little like media effect, like is, is, is land, is land. And all the kids start laughing. That's what plays through my head. That commercial from the nineties. I don't know why. Probably because I, I don't know if you know this. I can't pronounce stuff. Again, thankfully never saying it out loud because if somebody had corrected me in, I I would not be here today. I would have jumped off of some kind of tall building, but yeah. (laughs) forever yes. i was reading it as kavit and then she just and the thing is she says it yeah i have no idea how it's spelt what she said but instantly i knew that that was the word that i have been reading wrong the entire time <laughs> as soon as she said it, i'm like oh like no, it went click I, click 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 i deal with i you know as i mean as you know get i mean this is like you know working in sap world you have to deal with the, you know, the the bullshit that it is. So yeah, the 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 job that I do for Amerigas is, um, I'm the financial security administrator. So like, I make sure the eighty ten policy that we have to follow in all the tables is accurate. Okay. We're recording, so can you tell us any top secret information <laughs> we're not supposed to know? No, I, I, the I secret live of utility work. You have a lot of faith. <laughs> you have a lot of faith in your editor. I will say this about both of you. You have a lot of faith in your editor right now. We're not giving up trade secrets no, here, guys. No, we're not. But, uh, but but the program nice that try. I manage, the program that I manage um, for Esker, which is an Oracle based product, um, the way you predict the future no that's the simpsons no oracle. oh i'm sorry traditional <laughs> greek oracle you huff methane gas <laughs> <laughs> yeah they, they make us use oracle too um, fortunately i'm a psychologist and not an accountant <laughs> damn it jim <laughs> i'm a psychologist not an accountant <laughs> <laughs> the delithian crystals so... are going bad. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Chris. You've been trying to get out this story for like 15 minutes. Please continue. He's been trying to so get a when, lot of stuff we off went, his chest. When we went from PeopleSoft financial system for like purchase order and requisition, right, right. We went for something um, harder and invoicing to Esker invoicing. Um, the way that it was handed off to me was like very piss poor from a project standpoint. And I was like, okay, well, how can I make this better? So like after just meddling with the application with no training whatsoever, I developed a new security model that's more enhanced and better than what they handed to me. And they were like, well, how did you make this work? I said, I did Common sense and logic. <laughs> I don't you tell have them enough nothing. Time that is job security, Mr. Bristow. Yeah, never I, um, never show the monster. Me. So. I'll tell you, but I'll never. But the Kavit is. <laughs> I wonder how you're going to, like, if you were saying that with a cadaver, I would have been, how, how, that would have been funny. But it, there is one like, Kadiva in this Kadiva, story. Isn't that a spe- like certain special of ice cream? <laughs> I'll have Kavit. Uh, Kavit. I'm sorry, the lactose free Kavit. Thank you. Okay, well, let, let's sorry, just go get We don't A-A-Bon. carry French dishes here. <laughs> okay? We don't do that. This is a Mexican restaurant. Oh, shit. So, really quickly, I do want to get your honest opinions of a spoiler filled WandaVision because we really don't do spoilers on our podcast. What did you think of these first two episodes? Because the yeah. internet's been blowing up about it. So, when, when, when Linda says, I actually liked that show, that is a plus. Yeah. 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 Um, I enjoyed it. I 
It was good. Two Linda thumbs up. What, uh, what, what are we... We're spoiling? Yes? No? Yeah, well, not really, yeah. It's not really a spoiler, because yeah, anyone we're who's... We're not live yet, so it's everyone. not a spoiler. No, it's we're not very be, like the bewitched of it. Like, I found that really enjoyable. I thought they Dick played Van Dyke, well with that. Bewitched. They just love paid bewitched. homage to all yeah. those sitcoms, I loved really it. Worked. And then every time you watch it, especially if you read any of the articles about the Easter eggs, and then you start yeah. looking for them, it yeah. makes it so much fun. So the even Grim for watchability. My only complaint is that the times of the episodes is very misleading because a good 15 minutes of that episode are the credits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, it's like a traditional sitcom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, With really all of the different homage. translations, which I appreciate. They want to give everybody their credit, but it yeah. was at the same time, I was like, guys, come on. They come make on. you watch all of the credits on Disney+. Yeah. Plus. You must appreciate all of them. Like, I'm sorry, I'm a piece of shit. I'm just gonna. So the skip. reason why you 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 slave through it is because you never know when they'll put like a little nugget. Exactly. In there. Well, I watch it in like what is it plus two. Okay. Yeah. So that way, if I see something not credity pop up, I'm like, ooh, ooh, and then I'll watch. Although I will say, and I do you, make that noise. If you watch something <laughs> in slowed time, it makes everybody sound incredibly drunk. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. That's how you make a bad movie good. It's so fucking hilarious. I'm telling you, it if you if you're saying, "Man, this movie sucks," on Netflix, pop that shit back in slow time. You will find I'm, it hilarious. I am sensing. I am. I am sensing a watch party. And what we'll do with that is we'll watch the first Fast and Furious, and every time they say "nas," nah, so we get we take a shot. I can't get y'all trying to die. I yeah, we'll be done. We'll be I can't done get there. Fifteen minutes. There are easier ways to die. The podcast will, will last until I wake up in the morning, passed out on the floor, like, oh shit! I got, hey, bye, gang. Boom. Yeah, we're not doing that on a work day. <laughs> <laughs> but personally, what I thought of Wandavision was that if I wasn't a Marvel fan, I would never have sat through that. It was so slow. But as a Marvel fan, you're looking at every nuance you're looking at every yeah, little thing you're purposely you're, digesting every second you're looking at the, the stark toaster and he's the pulses on the the light okay is that morris code and then you hear you see the hydra watch in the second episode for the commercial you hear the guy speaking out wanda who did this to you and you have the beekeeper to where there's a bunch of theories online. Obviously, Mephesto is one of the bigger things that people are tying this to because he could. He it said that he's going to pop up in Loki, and it said that he's going to pop up later on, maybe even in Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness. Um, <clears throat> personally, I think that even though it's slow, because I'm so invested in Marvel at this at this point, that I really can't wait for tomorrow for season three to drop or episode three to drop. If season three dropped tomorrow, that'd be fantastic too. Just dump everything, and everybody'd be like, "Why well, didn't even know they did all this?" Like, I don't think well, so. Well, that that would be the Witcher effect. <laughs> yeah, the mouse wants you to keep coming back every week. But I like that about this is that I I was afraid of the traditional TV, you know, tuning in every week thing. But also, I've told plenty of people like, look. Honestly, I would wait until Friday until they have all three episodes 
because it seems like that's what they sent out to the press. That's where everything's really, you're going to get a sense of everything tying together with this third episode. And I think it's harsh to judge it off of the first two episodes. I'm always saying my rule of two, give me two episodes and I'll tell you if I like it by the end of the second episode with the beekeeper and how Wanda just said no and everything rewinded. And then they went to Technicolor. I think that, we know they're going through the, the years and the decades, but I also think that that's such a nice plot point in the story. It's sh- as shattered as she is right now, whether she's in an alternative reality, whether she's in a reality of her own making, or it be sword or, you know, whatever have you. She's going through this immense trauma because the Stark, Stark killed her parents. Then you go to the Hydra, and all these things are just building up to all this emotional baggage that Wanda has all along the way. She has had a rough fucking go, and then at the end, some random alien kills her husband. It's not just any random alien. And she's the most powerful superhero in this universe. She can literally rewrite it. But she may not realize it until after the fact. And that's where we're picking up. I'll give you I'll give you like the whole reason why it's a TV cinema like in the ages real quick because we have three minutes until seven o'clock then we go live what you know of course Sokovia is fake but it could just be an homage to growing up and only watching that type of programming available when she was in her formative years so like five six seven eight nine ten so that's what she remembers as being wholesome and good and happy so when she's going through this ptsd trauma if it's self-invoked she's putting herself into an into what she believes is a positive experience more importantly what sitcom do you think they're going to do next brady bunch yeah. Yeah. Because she's married. Or she, you know, obviously they pulled the beds together and had sex. And they had that classic, like, you know, uh, I don't know what sitcom it was from that time, but that classic, we're going under the sheets to fuck. Woo. We have to have the covers over our head. Yeah. I was thinking Mary Tyler Moore show. Yeah. And it, the whole. Well, that would have just been good times. Ah. You should be ashamed of yourself with that. Yeah. But moving on, <laughs> moving on in general, we want you to move on over here to hit that subscribe button. Go ahead down there, hit that like, notification, and subscribe button, and then you want to go ahead and comment below. You're going to find going every every single one of the Triforce podcasts above my head and above our our cardboard Kelly's head. You're going to find the very best Projangers and Wallhangers video for you. And, of course, as we always say, one punch! One punch! <laughs> <laughs>